while preparing for today's episode, I was on my phone checking for um, user feedback, um, uh, uh, listener feedback, and um, damn, I saw news of um, Chadwick Bosman's passing. Chadwick Bosman, he is the Black Panther superhero, and um, man, um, it's really heartbreaking. He is um, an inspiration to so, so many. I pray God strengthens and consoles his family in this trying period. Like, it was really, really sad. Uh, I, I, it's, man. Yeah, what did he die of? It's likely not COVID-19. Colon cancer. Colon cancer. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, he's been battling it for four years. While shooting the movie, Black Panther, he was doing surgeries and chemotherapy through the movie. Like, as in, it's, man going through that and still inspiring a number of people that is just amazing like really that is strong yeah time is valuable man so um if you're listening appreciate your loved ones and friends make the best use of every opportunity you get man live life with gratitude yeah like yeah. Uh, like the psalm says it teaches us to remember what they so we might have our hearts to the wisdom That's yeah Solomon, Solomon said that we should not always go and be flexing, not always go to the house of celebration, but go to the house of money once in a while, because it gives you perspective. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Hello, 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 good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you're listening to us. This is the Creatives Chronicles, the podcast for designers and developers. Here on the show, we share experiences, we share our learnings and our feelings, we keep it real. We explore topics and conversations to help you become a well-rounded professional. And welcome to episode 95. My name is Barry Maker, and as always, I'm joined by the man, the meat, and the legend, the boss himself, UK Chikunda. Thank you so much, boss. Good morning. Yeah, thanks. And uh, welcome to uh, Stephen. Yeah, uh, man, how's the week been, boss? Catch me up. Yeah, it's been pretty standard, standard work week. Okay, okay. Uh, mine has been really interesting and um, really restful. Like, um, I think it was Tuesday or so that I finished like a major project from last week. Then I um, fell sick. Like I, I, I took, I started taking um, medications from Wednesday, and like have not been working uh, almost all week. Like resting and recuperating, but um, I'm much better now. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. Sorry about being down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and um, thank you, uh, listener. Thank you for tuning in today. Like, thank you. We do appreciate. Before we get into today's episode, a word from the Creative Clan. This is from Emeka. He, he says this episode talking about the Breaking Limits episode. This is timely. I needed this clarity. Thanks so much. And Bright, please don't forget the concluding part. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> he he also went on to share his takeaway. He said concentrate on the steps rather than destination true oftentimes it can be overwhelming if we focus so much on the destination without clarity on the little steps and um, he also says we might consider doing an episode on how to build goal systems All right no problem thanks Shifu. 
would add that to the shadow. Then Dean writes us and he says, this is actually nice and the shared insight is, in, is helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emeka and Dean. We, we do appreciate. You can also get in touch with us too and tell us what resonates with you like from today's episode. And you can also suggest topic ideas for subsequent episode. But on today's episode, we'll be answering a listener question. We'll be answering a listener question. Uh, we'll be discussing negotiations from fees to salaries and much more. Uh, we'll focus on how you handle this part of the conversation. Okay. Uh, there's this quote by Jay-Z. He said, um, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. And um, one, one thing to get out of, of the way is that um, never rely on verbal agreements, like verbal agreements is not something you should um, bank on. I, I know that you might like and trust the client, but um, verbal agreement does not hold water anywhere. So just take that out of your mind. Don't stick to um, verbal agreements. It's not, it's not bankable anywhere. Yeah, to be to be legally accurate, in some instances, there are instances where verbal agreements hold water, so they're not entirely useless. But you don't want distress, so better. Oh, hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So avoid that stress, please. Don't don't count some, on it. Um, implied contracts in law. So some verbal, in some instances, verbal agreements are binding, but it's easier for you if you don't go into verbal agreements. It makes things easier. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Negotiation, according to Google, is um, it, it's a discussion aimed at reaching an agreement, and uh, we we negotiate almost every day, from purchases to taking on projects, gigs, and jobs. Uh, but let's start with um, job and salary negotiations. Uh, a number of times, when when taking on new roles, it, it might be hard for some of us to negotiate, and um, I, I want us to understand that. Jobs are symbiotic, but you and your prospective employer would benefit from this. So the remuneration should be reflective of this relationship. Uh, but what, what should job seekers have in mind when it comes to salary negotiation? What are things to watch out for and what are things to focus on? Number one, the negotiation is uh, a normal part of life. It should not be seen as a necessary evil. Many people would rather jump out of a window than negotiate so yeah, they don't <laughs> feel comfortable doing it. It's something that it's an inextricable part of life. It's, 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 you can't do without negotiating. We negotiate every day. We negotiate with our parents, with our friends, with ourselves, with our loved ones and our well-wishers and our acquaintances. So negotiation is not something that should be seen as dreadful. Not like going to the dentist to have a toothpaste. So number one, you should learn to be comfortable as as comfortable as possible with negotiating. Number two, you should, of course, most times in, in our client, the creatives are basically at the disadvantage because they are the, usually in negotiations, they are the party with the least amount of leverage or with the mm -hmm. lesser amount of leverage. So one thing to bear in mind is that they are not doing you a favor. It's mutual favors. So you are doing them a favor as well as they are doing you a favor to the extent that you consider them to be doing you a favor. So it's a, a partnership of mutual benefits. Although most times, because routinely the employers have more money than the, than the employee or the prospective employee, it may not 
it might not be so easy for the employee to negotiate successfully. But the thing is, like I say, you go to you go to battle with the soldiers you have, not with the one you wish you had. So the key to any negotiation is leverage, basically. The party with the more leverage wins, basically. And most times the leverage is on the side of the employers. In some cases, the leverage is on your side. If you've you've honed your craft to the extent where you're highly sought after, then the leverage, some of the leverage goes to your side of the table. So basically, in any negotiation before going, what are the things I can do to improve my leverage, to improve my bargaining position, which is basically another phrase for that's not that a synonym for leverage. What can I do to improve my bargaining position? And before the negotiation, before going into a negotiation, you should have a conclusive idea of the agreements as in the ends that you're willing to you're willing to accept. So you should let's say uh, they want to they want to go negotiate for a job and from the from the vibes you're getting or from the feelings you're getting, the salary they're offering is fifty K. If there's no way on on this planet that you're going to accept fifty K and going into that negotiation is a waste of your time. So you should know what you're going to accept. So you have anything we receive taken like that. No, you should know what you're going to accept. So like I say, if the job is for 50k, or even if they, I don't know, I can say before going into this negotiation, into this negotiation or into this meeting, I know I'm not going to take uh, one five. For example, you know that you're not going to accept one five. Okay, what are you going to accept? It's not going. It's really going. It's, it might. It might be a range more often than it's going to be a set figure. Mm. So you know that. And what are your alternatives? Can you walk away? As in, what are your alternatives that makes it easier for you to walk away from that negotiation? I think in in negotiation jargon they call it the partner best alternative to negotiated agreement. So what's your alternative? In many cases, as in. Looking at our economic reality, in many cases, people don't have an alternative to walk away from. So it's a fact of life that in many cases, as a creative, you're going to be at a disadvantage in the negotiation. You shouldn't feel bad about it. That's just a fact of life. So basically, you have to work to improve your leverage. And how do you do that? By becoming a master at what you do. It's basically, it's basically laws of supply and demand. When the supply is like economics teaches you, when the demand it uh, the supply. What happens? Prices go up. There's only one of you. So if there are 10 big employers looking for you, everybody looking for you, there's only one of you. Necessarily, the price has to go up to reflect the imbalance in demand and supply. Starting today, things you can do today, look for ways yeah. to improve your leverage. Another thing too, saving, even if it is not directly related to your, your career as a creative, but to your skill or to how good you are, it can also help you because a desperate person has little or no leverage. Mm. So if I, I I desperately need to get a job, then there's little leverage I have. I might even say, okay, that bro, that one five, can you just raise it to two to two to k? Which on that on desperate times I would not have accepted. So the savings culture, anything you can do to help you see that savings it's not it's not technique, it's not it's it's outside the eating part of your technical expertise. That one relates to lifestyle now, but it's going to help you not be too desperate or give you a time window within which you can negotiate without being desperate. And um, what I'd like to add is um, do your research, like understand the company you're going into. That's one part of research. 
and um, understand what is um, industry standard pricing for that um, position you are applying for, you're getting in for. This would help inform what is convenient, what, what is acceptable, and what, what, what is um, an acceptable offer and an acceptable fee. So know all this, and um, it's going to help you know what your worth is. Yeah. Also, to, as in, you just touched on one thing, which is have information. Go into a negotiation with all the information you can lay your hands on, because it's different when you go in there, when you go in there unplanned, and when you go in there unprepared. Yeah. Than, yeah. Well, and when you when you go in there with all the information, for example, you're going to negotiate differently if you know that these people are desperate; they have to have you. Rather than mm-hmm. when you don't know mm-hmm. left and right, you don't know what's up and what's up and what's down. To have enough information, as much information as you can get about that particular scenario or the yeah. company, about the person negotiating. It might be that the hiring manager, for example, if it's a salary negotiation, now I've been told, my friend, you have to fill this position. If not, the organization or your own job, or your own your own part as your own job as part of the organization is threatened. Mm-hmm. You see that it gives you more leverage. It brings more leverage to your side of the table. To have information, find out information. Most times, as you have to do the work, necessarily information will not drop into your lap like manner from heaven. Yeah. So you have to source all the information that is going to help you from the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Always remember that um, no one likes to feel cheated at all. Like we all like getting good bargains for anything. Many people like to get as much as they can for themselves. That's why we negotiate. We negotiate because number one, it's why we are coming to the negotiation table because. Firstly, the scenario of us getting everything we want and the other party getting nothing has been ruled out. That's why we're negotiating. So that way should be in mind. Actually, mm-hmm. we all want to get everything you want and give the other person nothing. But because that is not possible, that's why you guys are coming. Okay, uh, you, let, let's see how, how much I can get while giving you as little as possible. So that's the, the reason for neg- the reason they trade for the negotiation in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's this usually tough question some people like are scared of in interviews, like um, when the developers ask or the designers ask, what is your salary expectation? Basically, it's number one, it's unethical to ask that, but in real, let's face reality, many HRs in Nigeria ask that. Why do they do that? Because they know that. The person with the least amount of leverage is a, a developer. So most times you're under pressure, you have no choice, or you feel you have no choice than to answer. Because you feel that you need a job more than they need you. But give them a range, and you should know the market standard about the job. And also, in a negotiation, another problem which many developers encounter, or creatives, rather, or general people, is that don't focus too much on me, 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 what I want, what I want, what I want. The person is only there to give you what you want to the extent that it satisfies or helps him get what he wants. If you if that question or when that question comes up, because this is the right is a question of when rather than if. Okay. Yeah. You're a badass. Okay, badass designers in Nigeria, or generally globally, given our field is now a global one. Badass designers and at least Five hundred and seventy-five thousand. Well, an example. You, of course, you don't can say five hundred seventy-five thousand. And but also, like I said, if you have information, you know if this firm can pay five hundred seventy-five thousand, right? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. 
that that speaks to what we said about knowing what you know. Yeah. The least, the least you're willing to accept. If it's a thing that takes people thirty-five thousand, and you are not going to take anything less than five hundred seventy-five thousand, why are you there in the first place? Why are you in that negotiation? You shouldn't have been there because mm. you guys are not going to come to any acceptable. You guys have no acceptable common ground. So mm-hmm. let's say you're adaptable because I am assuming that you you're there because you they you find you you feel that it's it's you guys can come come to a workable agreement between both parties. Okay, mm-hmm. so Mr. Bada's designer, uh, my minimum I'm going to take here is five hundred seventy-five dollars. They ask the infamous question. I'll go okay. Yeah, the this da 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 the double table. That's why you should know how to how to present your case eloquently or fluently. The going rate for a designer is this and this and this and this and this. Industry standard is this, 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 this. But I'm willing to work to your budget. So basically, all the, the, I'm willing to work to your budget. This and this and this and this and this are the deliverables. This and this and this and this and this are what I'm bringing to your organization. So when you get through all those points, so sell it to them. You're, you're a salesperson. So it's your job to now sell yourself to them why they should hire you. Because that's mm-hmm. why you're, you're negotiating. So you sell, yeah. Yeah. sell yourself yeah. to them and let them know. Okay, uh, let them, uh, this this thing uh, it's it's actually in your interest to pay me this five hundred seventy-five thousand minimum. Sell it, yeah. and you, yeah. you should not just speak theoretically. Okay, this is how the industry is, but speak to their own particular case. It's not the industry that is looking that is looking for you <laughs> to potentially hire you. It's a particular yeah. client. So this yeah. and this and this and this and this. What I'm bringing to you. So what do you think? Throw the question back at them. What do you think this is what? This is the industry standard, but you guys, I'm sure you guys have your own budgeted that, 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 that for the rules and your own budgeted remuneration. What do you think this is what and how can we come to an acceptable remuneration? You see, mm. I'm throwing the ball back to the courts without giving them a figure. Yeah. Oh. And, and the, of course, they will pressure you. <laughs> I've been in situations like that. They will pressure you to give you yeah, a figure. Yeah. And you might feel under pressure to give them a figure, but they don't have a gun pointed at you. If you, if you, don't, if you don't give them a figure, they will shoot you. They won't arrest you. So, when push comes to show, we give them a range. Mm. Okay, a designer within a, a you guys say the job description you're looking for badass designers. Badass designers usually, or as a badass designer, I'm looking for a salary within the range of six hundred thousand to six hundred and thirty-five thousand. But let's see if is that range acceptable to you, and how can we come to, to an acceptable? range that fits within your budget. You see now, I'm, I'm answering the question partially and throwing it back to them. So they should yeah. talk to, I've talked to my own. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. 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 Now, th- th- there are times when you have been on a job for a while and your skills have improved and responsibilities have also increased. Uh, uh, it will be understandable to ask for a raise in this situation. Uh, Let's, let's touch on this before we go to freelancers. Let's talk about um, how to and when to ask for a raise. Um, because uh, there are times when it, it makes sense to ask for raises. Yes, of course. You should know it. When, when your company is, is running around on an EFCC case or some other cases where you should, of course, when you're in the firm, you know instinctively when, the, when, when it's not a good time to ask for a raise. Yeah. Well, yeah. There are no perfect times to ask for raises. There will never be perfect time to ask for raises. So you can't be, ah, I'm waiting. When, when the weather is like 29 degrees Celsius and the day is not too <laughs> that cloudy and not too sunny and the boss came in smiling very well and <laughs> his voice is, uh, has no reason above 
20 decibels for the last 10 minutes, then I'll ask for it. it will, those conditions won't happen. They are never perfect conditions. So they are okay conditions and they are bad conditions. And everybody knows when it is not uh, a good condition to ask for a raise. So how do you ask for a raise? Another thing too is, you don't just go there and say, I want a raise. Of course you want a raise. But if, if the boss gives you his ATM, you will clear his account. <laughs> yeah. wants the thing is, why should he give you a raise? Put, put yourself in his shoes. Are you going to willingly give somebody, dash somebody free money for nothing? Why would you increase your own salary? But you should, your raise should be contingent on the value you can demonstrably provide for the organization. Remember, most times, why people negotiate badly is because they're only looking at themselves. Me, 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 me. Uh, maybe you'll be earning 50000 you want a raise to 75000 Can't talk to your boss. I want a raise for this, but not just don't end there. What and what do I have to do to get this amount of money? What results, what results should I achieve within the next three months, within the next quarter, within the next uh, half, uh, six, within the next six months, within the next four months, within the next three months, within the next two months, however long you, you feel you, you, you need to get that raise. What results do I have to achieve to get this raise? There is no boss that will not be interested in that conversation. Because remember, why did he hire you in the first place? He hired it to help him make more money. Mm-hmm. So let's say the company is a salesperson, for example, uh, because that's an easier analogy. And the company is currently doing, let's say, a millionaire in sales. Okay, I want to increase my salary or my commission by X amount. Say, how much new sales do I have to bring in to qualify for that increase? Every boss will be interested in having that conversation. Or what do I have to do? Most times, it might not be new sales. What do I have to do? How do I work to? How do we work towards getting me this increase? Mm. Yeah, I like how you framed it. That it's a conversation. Like you're you're trying to find out what it will take, what what is required, what value is needed to be created for this raise you want to be possible. So most times, is I think why many people go about it wrong is because they use asking for a raise. You're negotiating for a raise. You're not asking. It's not like. If you ask, the boss is not Jesus Christ. So asking does not automatically grant that you'll be giving the raise. You're negotiating for a raise. Remember, the reason you're negotiating is because both parties, by default, do not want to give in to the other person's demands. That's why you're negotiating. So if you did, you don't need to negotiate for the raise, the boss would have given you the raise. But since he did not, of his own volition, give you the raise, then you have to go in and negotiate for it. And how do you get the raise? By giving him what he wants. You also have to, mm. like I say, scratch my back, I scratch your own. You have to scratch his back too. So you expect yeah. him to scratch Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, let, let's um, segue and talk about um, freelancing and freelancers and how negotiating and negotiation can be handled. Um, for designers, pricing, the pricing question is like really, really interesting. It can be phrased in a number of ways, like can be how much do you charge for a logo, how much do you charge for a UI design gig, what should I, should I charge per screen or should I charge for the entire project. Uh, understanding that design is based on perceived value and pricing for design can be really nuanced, like um, the price cannot be fixed, like it's not like any other commodity, there are, but, but there are parameters that can help that you can use to establish a pricing system for yourself. One of this is um, understanding what the value of the brand or the client is. And secondly, is understanding the scope of work that is required to be done. Or, and then knowing what the project or material cost would be 
Are you going to be using stock photos? Are you going to be paying for stock photos from site? Are you going to be buying assets that you'd be using on that project? And um, what would be the overhead cost for the project? Are you going to be using data? Are you going to be renting an office space? These are some of the things you consider. Then uh, you also consider yourself the label for that project. How much are you worth for that project? These are some of the things you can consider before giving out a fee for um, um, a project. But for developers, um, what are some things to consider when pricing out projects or negotiating for projects? Uh, you've mentioned the technical, the technical considerations you've mentioned applies across both, but I would rather not focus on the technical considerations, but I would rather focus on the, uh, what I say, non-technical uh, considerations, the soft considerations, which is packaging. For example, you can go to almost everyone listening to this will not want to pay, uh, will not want to pay 5,000 naira for a meal at the booker, but for a place that is not so delicious, a meal that is not so delicious, you're going to be paying 10,000 baht per place because of how the place is presented and organized, or how structured the place is. Most clients are evaluating you the same. You might feel, okay, a badass developer, a badass designer, but if the client does not see a high-class structure, a high-class organization, they will have trouble paying high-class money, except they are very desperate. The organization most times trumps skills. Your packaging most times trumps your deliverables and skills. Deliverables are important, yes, but not as important as the, the packaging. The way it is presented determines how high, the upper limit of what you can charge. Yes, sir. So that's it, right? Yeah, okay. Okay. So um, your, your um, presentation and packaging is extremely important. <laughs> like what I usually do when I don't have plenty details, when, when a client comes and says, uh, how much do you charge for your website? Without having specific detail for the project, I throw out big round numbers and then listen for feedback from them. And what I'm trying to find out is what their project is and if the project would be worth my while because from how we talked about um, um, not wanting to be on negotiation table when we are not going to even be on the same table, it's a good thing to understand and uh, whether this client is going to be a project that um, would be worth um, my while and what the client's worth. Yeah, now another time, to, another thing to, to have at the back of our mind is most times, although most clients will start with how much will you charge for this? That's not a question they're hoping to, they are, they are actually asking. Because mm-hmm. remember, what they want is a website. So, the how much do you charge for this is just basically their way of beginning that conversation. Basically, what they're mm-hmm. asking is, as a, what would it take for you to deliver this website to me? And, are you going to use your, is, is your, are you going to, as in, how much will it cost? And now I follow what it will take for you, particularly to deliver the website to me. So when they ask how much do you charge, you just start bringing out to you, 50,000, 70,000, 200,000, 1 million. So you start first is, what do you want? This, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. Do kind of like a diagnosis. It's just like somebody walking into the doctor's office, the doctor for that, in that particular relationship at that moment. So, yeah. A doctor writes me a prescription for malaria. You know that most times doctors don't do that. They want to diagnose and find out what is wrong with you and find out, uh, get a full picture of your situation and your needs at that point in time. So that's what you should do. And mm. that also helps helps make a case for your pricing because yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That, that looks more professional. Mm-hmm. Okay, this and this and this and this and this. What's your brand story? What this, that, this, that, this, that. Yeah. Give some advice. Even non- advice outside the scope of your work, but that will help achieve their desired goals. 
at the end yeah. of the day, okay, what are your budgets and this is what me I can work with. But even if the thing is, most times too, even if that you, it's not going to, you're not going, you're going to be more expensive. I said, okay, yeah, this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Then the person can carry it to somebody else who meets his design. So you shouldn't sound too desperate. Okay. This is what I will charge or this is the budget I'm going, to, I'm going to work with. But it's okay if you can work within that budget. You can take these discussions without this diagnosis we've had and send it, get it to another designer. This will help them better uh, uh, execute on your goals or on your needs. Even if yes. the person might not use you for that project, he has you at the back of his mind. If he has a project where your best fits, he's not going to go for the 50,000 naira designer. He will come to you. Yeah, because yeah, he is going to get value for his for his resources. Yeah, usually why I do that is it's not at the first instance. It's like after we've had conversations and conversations, and I'm seeing and noticing that okay, this person is just focused or bent on understanding or knowing what my figure is. That is when I then draw uh, big numbers that would like okay, okay, is this person really wanting to do this project? After asking and asking, and um, the person is just like, what is your figure? What is your figure? That is when I do that. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. it's basically opportunity cost. There are cases where it's not just what you want to begin a conversation because you guys, like I said, like I said at the beginning, we established at the beginning conditions, uh, preconditions for a negotiation. You guys are not going to ever have a middle ground. For example, you want to build a house. Julius Vega builds houses, but not a very few people that can afford to have their house built by Julius Vega. So they won't even begin the conversation with you. Uh, come and build boys quarters for me. Or come and build self-content for me. How much do you have? I have one million. You're not even in the ballpark to start having a conversation with them. That, so that they won't they won't bother themselves chasing clients like you. And you too, you already know that at the back of your mind. So you too won't bother yourself going to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. In case you mistakenly find yourself in front of them with your self-contained budget, know that they're not going to take that job and they're not going to waste too much time negotiating with you about it. So it should be the same with you. If, like mm-hmm. I said, you're a father's designer and father's designers, they don't even greet you if the money you're calling is less than 575,000. <laughs> if somebody is coming with a 50k job, you politely decline and move on to the next because you know that nothing that you guys are not going to get to an acceptable middle, middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pertinent to note that you might not close every single project that comes calling. <laughs> um, it's a business, and if it's not profitable for either party, um, they are entitled to decline. Like um, there, there, there are times when the number of figure and all terms might be problematic or inconvenient for you, so it's okay to walk away. Like when it's not convenient, so understand what your own range is and what your worth is, and know when the sense of a, a particular um, agreement or business, it's not going to be favorable. So it's okay to walk away then. This episode has really been um, insightful and really, really amazing. Uh, closing words, boss. Yeah, so basically, you remember the preconditions we talked about for negotiations. So information, find out your leverage, find out your leverage points, get information, find out the the acceptable terms under which you can have a successful negotiation. So those are the things you need to set in place. And mm-hmm. also, I would like to hear from other people who are neg- I'm not a negotiation expert, so other people who have more experience with expert expertise or who have more battle scars. Because, mm-hmm. of course, if you've, if you've had a number of jobs, you'd have had a lot of battle scars or you'd have had uh, the, the infamous question 
what's your salary expectation? What was your former salary? What was the former salary asked in various ways and forms? And that was your former salary uh, for as a society. That was your former salary, Christian. None ever answer that with a with a straight figure. Give a range. Number one, that's personal information. They have they know they're not supposed to be asking that, but they know that they can get away with asking it. So just like we talked about salary expectation, also give a range in that instance. No matter how much they exist. Awesome, awesome. Get informed, research the company, know what is the market value, know what is your worth. That would really help. For for designers, like I recommend always charge a project based fee. Like for me, I always charge based on the project, not based on the number of screens or pages. I, I charge based on the project, the complexity of the project and how it's going to what it's gonna cost me to do that project. Yeah, like I said, you said know what's your words, but not necessarily know what you like you said, you the you put, you don't get what your words. No, yeah what like to get and know what you can get. True, true. So know what you can get. disparity between the two. Like a mm-hmm. badass designer, you would like to get your normal minimum seven five hundred and seventy five thousand. But what you can get is fifty K. It's not a worthwhile making negotiation. So know what you would like to get and know what you can get. Yeah. And work from there. Yeah, awesome. All right. So please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcasting player. Visit thecreativeschoolinquiz.com forward slash subscribe and select your favorite podcast player. Click on the subscribe button and um, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. This helps other creatives discover the show. And um, tell us what you think about this episode. Let us know how you go about negotiation if you're a negotiation um, expert. Um, reply us in the comments. Reply us on the post on Twitter or Facebook, wherever you're um, getting this uh, from. And uh, if you found this episode valuable, please share with your friends and loved ones. We'd love to hear from you, right? Don't forget to go out today and create awesomeness. Remember, always be creating. I would see you next week. Bye for now. 